you coming at your life number 16 and today i want to talk to you guys about disappointment but being truthful with yourself instead of gassing yourself up right so again i always hark back to these stories that shaped my life thought process right i learned very late into my football career that it was probably impossible to make it to the NFL. And I got to see what an NFL caliber player looked like from opposing teams. Now, I had three teammates that played in the NFL, Craig, um, Lance, and Jameis. And all of those guys were ridiculous. I think Craig was a team captain for three years. Um, Lance owned like all of the Sun Belt records for rushing in a spread offense. And Jamaze ran a 4-3 at like 6-3, 240. And he's ridiculous. And two of those guys ended up playing for Cowboys. Um, Craig went to the, uh, was with the Browns and then went to the Saints to end his career. All those guys pretty much lasted five to ten years. So they broke the stigma of like the two and a half years in the NFL and you're out. I don't think any of them got drafted, which is amazing. So that in itself should have told me that, <laughs> that I wasn't going to make it. But I had worked hard my whole life up until, well, I guess, so from 7th grade on, but really 10th grade on, I was working really hard to achieve the goal of one day maybe making it to the NFL. And I wasn't, it wasn't that I wasn't being truthful to myself because I truly believed that I could, right? I've always at least uh, went on to try my best to achieve my goals. But in this instance, like, I know I was a really good athlete, but I just didn't have the experience to play at the NFL level. Now, I got pretty good at understanding concepts and how formations work down in distance, spacing on the field, um, anticipating stuff that might happen, having no real bad habits because I didn't play defensive back for a long time which could have came and bit me in my butt because I only played from 10th grade on and I know some kids that played since second grade on didn't even know what football was really I knew it existed I saw it on Sundays sometimes but we didn't really watch TV in my household we watched a Super Bowl that's how I became a Cowboys fan because they won the Super Bowl on my birthday in 93 um, but other than Cowboys winning the Super Bowl in 93, I didn't see the one with Barry Switzer. And then fast forward to 98, where I, I became a fan of uh, Shannon Sharp, Ed McCaffrey, and Terrell Davis. And I never became a fan of the Broncos, <clears throat> but I was a fan of those players. And that's how I eventually started viewing football as a fan of players, not necessarily teams. But looking at those guys and hearing where like some people came from, like Shannon Sharp came from nothing or hearing about T.O.'s story or 
you you want to believe that you can do it, right? You are in the upper echelon of your athletic class at school, and then you think you're good, and then you go see a guy like uh, T.Y. Hilton, where he doesn't even look real whenever you play against him, or playing against those Alabama teams that went to went on to win the national championship, and they had Heisman Trophy winners that really didn't do much in the league, right? And those guys are designated as the best person in college football, and there's thousands upon thousands of athletes that swore up and down that they would have went to the NFL or they benched 405 one time, or, you know, if it wasn't for their ankle or their knee or getting bad grades, they would have made it. I mean, all those components mix in to get you to the next level but you know one excuse after another uh and you're out of the running now i never made an excuse i worked hard i did all i could (laughs) i still remember it was a Packers scout and he was like man you're kind of (laughs) small and i'm like dude i've gained 50 pounds since high school uh, what do you mean I'm kind of small? But that was the the year that Taylor Mays came out of draft, and you know I can't I can't compete with somebody that grew to be six three two thirty, right? I can't do anything about being five eleven, five eleven two seventeen. I tried my hardest to get to this weight, right? I didn't skip any meals. If anything, I ate extra meals. I slept. I did the recovery, but later on you start to become truthful with yourself. And it's not necessarily negative self-talk, which I'm also a fan of, but I don't suggest people do it because uh, I know my therapy friends will be like, no, you should be more positive about yourself. But it helped me because I didn't have any positive to begin with. I didn't have any praise. I didn't have any, no, no, um, I didn't have anybody that noticed me for anything exemplary. Um, I was just like the lead by example guy. And I still remember when one of my coaches in college, I think it was Coach Peterson, he's a real good guy. And I, I still try to keep in touch with him today. But he told me if he ever needed to make a drill on tackling, he would call me because I did everything right. And that's also credit to Coach Martin back at Ellison. I think he's at Temple now. But I didn't learn how to tackle until sophomore year of high school when I started to play DB. And this is during 7 on 7. So I didn't even get to tackle anybody. I just remember like using the sideline as my friend. Um, never overextend. You want to stay close. You want to go from this, the chest up to the bottom of the face. Like I, I knew all that and... You know, if I would have got to the NFL and did something, I would have probably shot shouted them out like every single time I got a microphone in my face. Because without them, I wouldn't have made it as far as I even did, even though now I'm just a regular guy that works out. So when I got those small uplifts, which, you know, I'm not a big fan of, but you appreciate it whenever you've been working hard, like... If they would have never complimented me, I would have worked the same amount of heart because that's all I got, right? There's no other way for me to operate because if I'm not doing the thing that I want with a purpose, then why am I doing it? I don't know. There's better uses of my time if I'm not going to take this serious. 
But when you sit by yourself and reevaluate what you've been doing is, are you really being truthful? And this is a big thing that I've seen come up in the weightlifting and CrossFit kind of just like your general athletic um, endeavors post, you know, sports or team sports. Because a lot of people I've noticed, they weren't very good at their team sport. So they tried to do this individual sport and think they can get the recognition, uh, the notoriety, um, just not being real with themselves, right? And a lot of people like to do stuff for Instagram and social media. And hey, look at me. This is what I'm doing. I'm doing 90% 20 times today. I missed 14, but look at these six that I randomly make in a row. Now, I'm never a fan of missing weight or doing something that's not going to help you, right? I like the nuance. I like the monotony. I like you doing the same thing over and over correctly until it's drilled into your brain, right? Like, if I miss in training, I'm hard on myself because you shouldn't. Like, it's your workout. Um, but I come from a place where, like, lifting weights doesn't make you tough. Fighting through a squat doesn't give you toughness. You know, making an 80% when you're tired doesn't make you any bolder than anybody. You know, that's what you were supposed to do. And I know, um, at least in America, most of us have jobs and our athletic careers come second. There's a select few that get to do athletics the whole time. So when they miss, it is not as bad because if you can perform hundreds of reps versus getting to 100 reps in a week, like your miss is a smaller percentage of like, hey, I can only work out three days a week two hours a day. So if you're missing any time during those, you don't get those lifts back, right? I know a lot of people want to say, hey, we need to push the weights to see how we would do in competition. Well, if you just never miss at a moderate weight, you'll probably do pretty good. And then especially these newer athletes that try to just go for the big weight. I'm like, yeah, um, why don't you build up your technique and not miss. Like, don't miss with 60 to 70% for a year, right? An entire year. Like, don't be like, oh, I was sore. Oh, I shouldn't have been. Prepare like you're going to compete that day and take it just as serious. Be real with yourself. Are you going to be elite? No. Have you ever been elite? No. If you didn't at least make it to a... You didn't get past the high school level sports. I'm not even going to say D1 because anybody that plays in college, I commend them because it's a lot of work. Um, and some people might not think that because there's schools that literally have no one. They just hopped on and then became a college athlete. But I know what it takes to be a college athlete. Like that schedule is ridiculous. And just to be able to perform day in and day out with morning weights, Class, study hall, meetings, lunch, mandatory meetings, pre-practice, practice, study hall, homework, back again for 
like five months straight. I know what that's like, and we didn't even travel that much as a football team, so I could only imagine baseball, basketball, soccer, all the other sports. You you guys travel a lot more than we do. We travel like six times a year, so six Fridays, right? Six Fridays out of 52 in the whole year, and there's teams that might travel two or three times a week. So football being the most grueling physically as in hitting each other. Um, I know it doesn't equate to travel, but just being real, like that's tough to just want to do that. And if you're not real with yourself, like you weren't elite, so you, maybe you should take your time to become really good at training. If you're not good at training, you're not going to be good at competing. Now, there's a few superstar people that can compete, but they don't train well. But if you were that person, you'd be a lot better than you were overall, right? So somebody Ilya, let's just use Ilya as an example, right? There's plenty of times Ilya missed 180 kilo snatches in training, right? So what? He's made 190, 193, 192, 191, etc. on an international platform. So him missing 180 a couple times out of the probably hundreds of times he made 170 and 180 doesn't equate to you saying, hey, look, he missed a weight. I, I can miss a weight. He's good. So therefore, I can do the same thing. And that's you're just lying to yourself. You're not being real, and then you're going to get disappointed, and then you're going to be on Instagram posting, hey, man, meat didn't go well, I was feeling off, and I didn't like the way the music was, the lighting was messed up, I didn't have my chalk, the thumb tape kept messing up, the platform was slippery. He's like, nah, man, you train like trash. And you know what? Even if you trained perfect the whole time and had a bad meeting, that's happened to me a couple times, Right. I had perfect training whenever we went to um, Worlds in 2015. I think when we were in Houston, I made like 160 kilo clean and jerk and 127 kilo snatch while traveling. And then I come back and do AO um, like two weeks later and I only go 125, 154, something like that. And I had to make those on my last two attempts, which is absolutely terrible. Yeah, I've never bombed out a national meet, and I'm proud to say that. I've went more, I went six for six more times at national meets than I have at local meets, which is what you're supposed to do. You use local meets to gauge where you are. You use national meets to make all your lifts all the time, right? Local meets are glorified training days. It's like a dress rehearsal, at least to me. And that's how I treat it, just like in football. Thursday was the last uh, real practice day. Friday was walkthrough. Saturday was game day. So on Thursday, your practice needed to be perfect. Or Friday was going to be, Friday was going to suck. And Saturday is going to suck even more because now you're like anxious about how Thursday practice went, right? So if you're sitting there lying to yourself about how you're performing, it's like, well, take a look at yourself in training. How are you doing in training? Are you really maximizing the stuff that you need to do? You know, instead of doing more doubles, are you 
say you're pulling forward, are you working on your strength to be able to keep the bar close to you? And instead of having to Hail Mary the second snatch on a double, you can't just calmly pull it off the ground just like you did the first lift, right? Or are you constantly passing out on cleans and not trying to figure out why you're either holding your breath a certain way or you're holding too tight on your hands and it's cutting off the blood supply to your arms? Like, are you taking the time to be real? It's like, am I doing this right? Um, and sometimes it takes time. Uh, like I said, I made it to my junior year in college and I was like, man, if I just keep working hard, I'm going to make it. And then you got guys that like <laughs> wake up and run four threes and you're like, why did I even try? <laughs> why did I, why did I keep going? But it's a distinct belief that you have to have to be elite. And then when you have that belief, you also need to look in the mirror and be real with yourself. Are you doing everything that you need to do to do this right? And everyone suffers disappointment. We all have it. Like we wanted to achieve. You, you made a hundred out of a hundred snatches in a row in training and then you go to a meet and you miss numbers that you do routinely. Now, um, there's many factors that can go into that. If you're being real, it's like, okay, so I did training, I look at my log, I did everything good. What happened? Well, flight got delayed. Okay, cool. You might miss something, uh, check-in might be late, you might have to pay more. That is a reason. You get to your hotel and you can't sleep because you were anxious about your flight. Totally reasonable. Being real with yourself, those are actual reasons, but you can also get over those. So you get over those, right? And then you're cutting weight. And since you're nervous, you're not really focusing on the task at hand. So you stay in the sauna thinking you could shake your nerves out. And now you've overdone the weight cut and you're one kilo underweight when you should be right above weight and just, you know, take a shower, rest and sleep it off and don't eat too early in the morning, right? You could have done that. And then you get to the um, platform to perform and you drink a little bit more caffeine than you did because you were nervous about like your entire trip there. And those things start compounding and you can be real with yourself and upset, you know? Yeah, I had a bad me. I didn't make any of my lifts. This happened, and this has never happened before, and I will go through the steps of how I can avoid this from happening again. Now, stuff that's outside of your control, like delayed flight, you know, missed um, shuttles, whatever. Those things you got to kind of let go. And in my mind, you just let those go, let that be. When you get to the competition platform... You just get there, and then you start over. You touch the door. You come back, and you you take a breath, and you go, be real. I'm going to do well. This is a reset. I've practiced everything I needed to do, and this is what I'm going to do. And, yeah, you know, you got to be real. And because you can't. Be disappointed and not truthful. Because if you're just lying to yourself, you'll never get better. 
And once you learn how to deal with disappointment with your truth, not speaking your truth or being your truth, the actual truth, like this is why I screwed up. Then you can start becoming that upper level lifter. And no, you may never become an elite lifter. But if you're truthful to yourself, you can always leave training and leave competitions and leave uh, anything you do with the confidence that you know you tried your best, you fell short, you're going to go through the steps to get better next time, and you're going to keep trying. You know, the only person that can control the outcome of, of your stuff is you. So getting over that initial, hey, man, why is everybody against me? And realizing that it's mostly you. Then you can start taking the steps towards working on being the best that you can be. Right? I'm getting better at these podcasts because I keep working on it and I'm talking. I'm talking them out. I'm writing them down. I'm, tr I'm still trying to put them out weekly. Right? I can't keep that schedule anymore. Everything's random. We've got a lot of stuff going on at work. i got a lot of stuff going on at home which I'm happy about because now I have to take the time to focus and work on this podcast, which is fun for me because this is what I wanted to do. And being real, it's like I need to let go of all those distractions, find the time, say what I got to say, upload it, and then let you guys critique me. And, you know, the downloads have been going down and, you know, I'm trying to figure out why. But I also still need to put out my best performances by speaking to you guys about relevant topics. Just like being real with yourself. Because a lot of it now is like pump your head up. You're the best. You're the greatest. And we are we are all not the greatest. I'll be the first one to tell you I'm a bum. And a lot of people will tell you, hey man, he's a good guy. I'm like, yeah, I could be better. <laughs> I could be better. But anyways... I think I've said all I could say about this without being too long-winded. Um, episode 16. Man, if you would have told me I would have got 16 episodes in this year, I, <laughs> I would have called you crazy. Um, you know, be real with yourself. It's okay to be disappointed. But if you're not telling yourself the truth, then you're not doing yourself a favor. All right, you guys? Uh I'm recording this on Thursday, but have a happy Friday. Um, oh, wait, today's Wednesday. What am I saying? Have a happy Thursday. Get after it. If you're in college, Thursday, Thursday, you know they got the specials. If you're an adult, you can still drink because you could probably afford it, you know. Um, have fun. Work hard. Stay focused. Get after it. This is Uncle Phil. I'm not going to roast you today, but I might roast you tomorrow. I'll see you then. Peace.